0: Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of
1: America. Where am going to Georgia to help Senator Warren out? I'm going to Georgia today to help Senator Warren, not to Georgia. I'm going to help Senator Warren today. I'm doing a major fundraiser up in Boston you, today for, for the, uh, our next and continued Senate candidate, Senator. This has been the President of the United States of America. May God have mercy on our souls. Stu does America. It's almost Christmas time. Go to
0: Studosmerch.com, get every present you could possibly want. We're in a merch battle right now against a bunch of shows around, around here. So use the code Stu20. Save 20% off everything here at The Blaze. If you're watching on YouTube, like this video right now, subscribe to the channel, click the bell, do all the things. Chad Prather is here with a big announcement about this Friday's Power Hour. Yes, we're only days away. StuDoesPowerHour.com, get all the details. One of the left's favorite people is heading to prison. But we start by doing the gaslighting of Georgia. Mm. You know, I think whenever I think about gaslighting, I'm reminded that I don't really fully understand it. Every time the word gaslighting comes up, I have this conversation about the five different definitions that seem to exist of this word. But like you kind of get this generalized sense to take it out of the original meaning for a second and how it applies to politics. It's when one side of the argument sort of says something They know is going to infuriate the other side make them question reality wait a minute did I remember that right it's going to just turn insert a little chaos and get your enemies all fired up in the middle of a big political debate and that seems to be what's happening in Georgia now of course you might know tomorrow is a very big day in Georgia Georgia had a bit of an issue with its runoff elections in 2020 that you might remember handing control of the Senate over to the Democrats and handing multiple trillions of dollars. If you want to know the most direct reason why we are having all of this inflation right now. Well, you can look back to those January elections in Georgia, because if they went the other way, just one of them went the other way. This would not be nearly as big of a problem uh, as we uh, are unfortunately dealing with. Uh, They spent trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars and you know what? They're gonna try to do it again. Now, a lot of times, just the president tries to do it by himself. You just heard him with his incredible uh, coherence when it comes to the Georgia elections. He's about that coherent on the student loan issue as well, but generally speaking, you need to have the House and the Senate. Now, the House has already gone to Republicans. That's a good thing. They can block the worst stuff from the Democratic side, and that's gonna be a real positive. We went back and looked at, um, we talked to you, I think, a couple of weeks ago. There's, I think, 19 races that were undecided, all the really razor thin ones, and we ranked them A, B, C, D, and F, and said, look, I think the Republicans win, the A's and the B's, probably the C's as well, the D's, maybe not, the F's, probably not. We went through, I went back through that today, uh, they won all the A's all the B's and all the C's uh, all the easiest wins for them to get And I think they won two between the D's and the F's so that little scale was was 17 of 19 of those razor-thin Races which we're happy about uh, as far as the control of the House goes uh, But you know look the House only does so much the Senate is really important And why is the Herschel Walker thing so important because you might say well control is it's already 50 seats for the Democrats What does it matter really? If Herschel Walker is to win or not well remember Walker is going to you're gonna have a starting point at each election this past election was a big event you've heard me rail about this a million times but there was a big advantage for the Democrats it was 36 29 at the starting gate because they had more seats that were in off election years in 2024 the reverse is going to happen however this seat in Georgia is going to be locked in for two more elections so when we give you the starting point for 2024 You're going to say, wow, that that uh, that Herschel Walker race or Raphael Warnock race is going to be part of that number. Same thing in 2026. So you get two election cycles where this is locked in and and holds back the Republican Party if they are to lose this. It also means that there's not going to be a Republican senator in Georgia at all until I guess what is when it's I guess it'll be 2026 at least and 2028 for this particular seat. So you don't want that at all. It's just a bad, bad thing. We would really like Herschel Walker to win this race. And it's going to be tough, I will say. Uh, Let me give you some of the the latest info. A new poll came out today from UMass Lowell, the poll of the Georgia runoff, Raphael Warnock 51, Herschel Walker 46. Now, a couple things. What that probably tells you is not that Raphael Warnock is guaranteed to win. It tells you that he has a slight advantage in this race, uh, and we know it's going to be a close race. There's really not a huge amount of information in that poll, but that's the, I wanted to at least give it to you as the most updated piece of information that we have. Um, another thing to look at is are the prediction markets. Now, the prediction markets don't necessarily tell you what's going to happen. Prediction markets give you a good, a very good summary, however, about how people what, what people think is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? There is a, there's a, there's a little bit of a dynamic at work there people can go and make money on these markets. So they're not incentivized to go the other way and say, well, I'm just going to, you know what? I just want Raphael Warnock to win. So I'm gonna go buy shares of Raphael Warnock to bid the price up so everyone else thinks that Raphael Warnock is gonna win. It's a pretty expensive and bad strategy. But I will tell you the, the general consensus of people who look at these things, what people believe is going to happen, is that Raphael Warnock is going to win. This is what the predictive poll uh, markets look like right now. They believe Raphael Warnock has a 90% chance to win this election. 90%. So if we do see an update, uh, upset tomorrow from Herschel Walker, that's a big statement and would be a big deal. Now Georgia used to it used to always be Republicans win runoffs. I don't think Republicans lost a runoff for decades before 2020. Raphael Warnock, though, is a very well-financed candidate. He has lots of uh, get-out-the-vote Um, uh, machinery behind him. Herschel Walker is a first-time candidate and has had his issues. I like Herschel. He's been on the show a bunch of times. We've talked to him. Um, you know, the left tries to you know, blow. His, has been trying to blow up his campaign since the beginning. It hasn't worked. He's he's had a good campaign. Uh, he got to a runoff here, but it's going to be hard. Uh, one of the things that people are talking about is Brian Kemp, who's a popular governor in Georgia, won his race over Stacey Abrams. But I think it was nine. The speculation is a lot of those people. There's, you know, a couple I think it was over 100000 people who voted for Brian Kemp and then didn't vote for Herschel Walker that uh, split, do those people bother coming out this time? Do they vote for Raphael Warnock? Maybe not, right? Maybe those people who voted for Kemp and, did, and also voted for Warnock stay home because they're not that passionate about it. Unless uh, Herschel Walker's done a lot here to change people's minds, there might be a lot of people who came out wanted to vote for Kemp, didn't really care about the Senate race because they weren't passionate about Walker or Warnock, and then might just stay home for this runoff. We know it's going to be a smaller, voter voting base than the actual general election. We don't know what the difference is going to be. So tomorrow's going to be a big day and polls are going to be really hard. They're always rough. If you think it's hard to poll the general election, it's a lot harder to pull a runoff. So we will see what happens tomorrow. What's fascinating about this, though, is this is the first sort of election cycle we've seen with the new Georgia voting law. And if you go, remember going back in history a little bit, you remember Joe Biden called the role, uh, called the law Jim Crow 2.0. You might remember Major League Baseball pulling the All-Star game out of Atlanta. Now, as far as I understand, and I don't. I have never been a resident of uh, uh, of Georgia, so I may have this wrong. But my understanding is the Atlanta Braves don't make the laws. I, I don't know if that's the way it works there. It's, it's the way it works here. I don't think the Texas Rangers have all that much to do uh, with the law. The uh, Houston Astros, uh, they like to. the rules at times. I don't think they necessarily make laws though for the state of Texas. I could be wrong on that. If anyone wants to correct me in the comments, I'm I'm happy uh, to go through that. But the bottom line here is that for some reason, everyone was convinced that this was going to make, going to oppress voters. It was going to make it impossible for people to vote. Minorities could, I mean, how could they possibly ever vote? They don't have IDs. Minorities don't have IDs. This was the case from Democrats. Democrats were saying, hey, our voters aren't smart enough to figure out how to vote. Come on, they can't do this. This is unfair. I found it to be incredibly insulting and let me also state racist. If you're saying, you know, let me assign a negative characteristic, in this case, uh, stupidity, to African Americans who can't seem to be able to get um, voter ID, if you're going to do that, that makes you a racist. That's what racism is. Assigning negative characteristics to a group simply based on some uh, unchangeable attribute. That's racism to me. Now, I know racism today means treating black and white people the same. I think uh, that's now racism. So I can't keep track of what it means today. But to me, in my old timey think it means, you know, assigning negative characteristics to people for their skin color or, you know, their heritage or whatever else you want to assign there. Some unchangeable uh, attribute that they have. Assigning a negative characteristic based solely on that is the sort of definition of racism. I I don't know. It seems weird to even say these days. I shouldn't even have to say it. Uh, It's been said so many times. It's, It's certainly the definition I grew up with. And now we're at this point where the left is saying, well, we don't think minorities can figure out basic civic duties because I guess they're not smart enough to do that. So we're going to see a massive voter drop off and no one's going to be able to vote and and all of these other things. Well, of course, that didn't happen, right? We saw almost record turnout. We saw incredibly high turnouts for these elections, um, uh, either number one or depending on how you measure this, number one or number two all time when it comes to a midterm election. Early vote was as high as we've ever seen it. It's really these incredible things happened in the election and it just shot. To hell the narrative of the left. Well, the left doesn't like to do this. They don't like to accept when their, elect- their narratives get destroyed. So they try to come up with some ridiculous argument, some ridiculous fallback to try to gaslight the other side, get them pissed off, start up the anger so that at least their base will side with them. At least they can suck those people back in and those people don't have time to sit back and say, oh gosh, maybe, maybe that narrative they were painting that whole time was totally wrong at some point, does Major League Baseball apologize to the state of Georgia when none of these horror shows actually happened? Well, here's a new spin on the Georgia situation uh, as they gaslight the Georgia elections. Turnout was strong in Georgia. They have to lead with that. But mail voting plummets after the new law. Now, was the goal of all of these changes in voting during the pandemic, was the goal to make people vote by mail more often? Or was it to give more access and make it easier for people to vote generally? Does it matter if instead of voting from home or by mail, they decided to go to the polls and vote there? If Georgia, as, even as they point out, turnout was strong in Georgia, does it make sense to whine that actually, yes, turnout was strong, but mail voting was down? Why would that make any sense? It doesn't make any sense. Now of course we know what the left did they called this law the in Jim Crow of the of the 20 uh, or 20th century Jim Crow 2.0 uh, but here's here's this is legitimately the article i'm not even going to have to To characterize this for you, I'll just read from the article and show you how ridiculous their points are. Data released by the Georgia Secretary of State showed that mail voting by the state's November general election plunged by 81% from the level of the 2020 contest. While a drop was expected after the height of the pandemic, Georgia had a far greater decrease than any other state with competitive statewide races. Now we'll get to that second point here in a second, but burying the idea that the last election happened when everyone was mildly convinced around the country, especially in blue states, but even you know even in red states at this point, this is 2020, remember? People were kind of convinced that they might go to the polls and die. They didn't want to catch COVID at the polls. So people were staying home and they were voting by mail. This happened all across the country. As we remember, we don't need to rehash all the law changes that happened leading up to the election and their possible effects on that turnout. But like, uh, of course more people voted uh in person this time the pandemic isn't nearly as big an issue you've probably either had covid or you have a treatment you're comfortable with at this point so what is the the case here now there are cases that it fell off by a higher percent not overall turnout by the way they're not saying that turnout it wasn't that fewer people voted, it's just that fewer people voted from the comfort of their home by mail than some of these other states in competitive races. Why the hell would that matter? In fact, I'll go the other way. It should be encouraged for you to go to the polls. That should be encouraged in this country. I am a person who is happened to work every single election you can remember, probably in the last 20 years. So I voted absentee a lot of times. Uh, many times I've been out of state during the election on election day. So uh, absentee voting has a role. It has a sensible role for people. Uh, It makes sense that it should be an option. I believe you should have to ask for an absentee ballot. It shouldn't just be sent to your house. But you should, if you have an excuse, if you have a reason why you can't make it to the polls that day, we want to make it easy. We know this from military members who are serving overseas. They shouldn't be left out of the election process. Of course, they should be able to vote by mail. We're not saying we're against voting by mail, but it's not something that you want to be the number one option like many of these states, particularly out West, are now doing. Ah, We're just going to send it to everybody and everybody vote by mail. Well, can we get some eyeballs on people? Can we at least know they're real people, that their husband isn't just filling out their ballot, that their wife isn't just filling out their ballot after their husband's dead? Who God only knows what's going on with some of these ballots. And it's a real problem uh, to, to, to sort through. It certainly opens up the process to fraud. And anyone, whether you think we have widespread fraud or not, the bottom line is we shouldn't wait until we have widespread fraud to look at areas that are potentially exploitable for people who do want to commit it. I mean, it's just common sense here. So, yes, the mail-in voting was down, but the turnout was not. In fact, it's one of the the highest turnout elections in the history of the state. People got to the polls. What's fascinating is uh, the justification for this from the New York Times. They say this year, most after mostly a smooth and high turnout general election under the new rules, both sides saw validation in their arguments. What are you talking about? Well, one argument was saying no one would show up to the polls. Minorities wouldn't be able to figure it out. We're going to have oppression all over the state. And the other side was saying people will wind up figuring this out. No problem. And they'll vote. People wound up getting to the polls, having no problem in voting. And you're saying one side, both sides are justified in their arguments. That's not true. The conservative side was fully justified. People were able to go out and get their votes in. The numbers were great. That is it. Period. That's the entire story. Now, the left's argument they're saying is that Democrats and civil rights groups argue that their sprawling voter education and mobilization efforts had helped people overcome the new hurdles. Yeah, because we've never seen an election before where Democrats got out the vote. That's never been a part of their strategy until Georgia this time. This is just nonsense. And and by the way, they lost the gubernatorial race by nine points. So how good was their get out to vote campaign? People just got out to vote because they cared about voting and they cared about voting, apparently for Brian Kemp instead of Stacey Abrams. Um, Kemp, by the way, was on Fox News. He said, under this news legislation, we just had the third highest voter turnout for early voting in our state's history. This is two days before the general election. He said, quote, so it's truly easy to vote and hard to cheat here. That's the goal. Make it easy to vote. Of course, we want people to participate, particularly people who actually, I don't know, pay freaking attention from time to time. Those people should come out and vote. If you haven't thought about it for the other 364 days of the year, then you know what? Don't bother. We don't need your opinion. If you don't know anything about the subject matter at hand, don't feel like you have a civic duty to go vote. Your civic duty is not just voting on Election Day. It's knowing something before Election Day. That's why we always say, uh, learn, then vote. The order is important. You need to learn something, then you go to the polls and vote. That's really important. Learnthenvote.com if you want to get that merch. By the way, you could use Stu20 there if you wanted to. Um, also, uh, in the New York Times story, turnout data suggests that a large majority of people who voted by mail in 2020 found another way to cast their ballots this year, turning to in-person voting either early early or election day. Yes, it's still a hell of a lot easier to vote in Georgia than it is in Delaware, the president's home state and so many other blue states. This is the reality of the situation. And the left is going to try to gaslight you. They're going to try to get you all pissed off about it. They're going to try to make you sound like me today, which you shouldn't do. You should never sound like me. You should have higher standards than that. You should take care of yourself. Think more of yourself than to sound like me, whining and ranting at the camera over and over again to sit here and talk about an election that actually went really, really well when it comes to voter turnout. This law had none of the effects, none of the effects that the left predicted, and they're still trying to take credit for it. They're trying to say it justifies their position even more. I'm not going to fall for it. You're not going to fall for it. But I got to tell you, a lot of people are. And that is a major problem coming up next in just a couple minutes we have a major announcement from chad prather our own chad prather who's going to join us and give us an update on this friday's power hour if you want to join us in studio if you want to watch it stewdoespowerhour.com we're only five days away from fundamentally screwing up several of my organs And I just mentioned Chad Prather. is coming up here in a, in a second and he's been looking. I got to ask him about this. He's been looking pretty good. I've noticed him walking around uh, the studios here. Seems like he's dropped a few. Seems like he's got some pep in his step. I want to ask, maybe he's doing the tart cherry gummies thing we've been talking about. Uh, the tart cherry gummies thing from Super Beats, uh, their Super Beats heart shoes. Uh, they make an easy way to reduce inflammation uh, from exercise. And, you know, and he looks like a guy. Is he going to the gym? I don't know. We'll have to ask him. I'll have to ask him what he's doing. Um. Your metabolic health is important. You need to support that. And that's why these gummies are made with a clinically studied tart cherry extract that's up to 40 times more concentrated than many of the others on the market. That means you're getting the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice. Now, i got to be honest with you. I like cherries a lot. They're freaking good. I, I, they flavor almost everything, make them delicious. I'm not going to drink 16 ounces of cherry juice. I just I don't think I don't think that's possible. These things however are delicious and they're quick. They're, they have all the things that you want. They're vegan. They're non GMO. They have zero sugar. Uh, they're healthy for you. They make you feel better. And they were led by uh, a bunch of scientists, including a Nobel Prize winning doctor. Tart cherry has been clinically studied to support metabolic health and they come with a 100 percent satisfaction guarantee. You can try them risk free for up to 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, you send them back. No questions asked, but you're going to love them right now. You can get 35 percent off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at mytartcherry.com/stew. This is the best offer available anywhere. Mytartcherry.com/stew. Get 35 up to 35% off right now. Uh, my uh, st- Mytartcherry.com/stew for tart cherry gummies. You know, about uh, three weeks after this show started, a global pandemic broke out. <clears throat> it's true. Uh, yet this is the first tragedy that I ever have to announce on this show. The first true tragedy this Friday, coming up, is Power Hour. It's the Christmas Party Power Hour, and it will be the first Power Hour without Chad Prather, host. Of course, of the Chad Prather show, right here on Blaze TV. However,
1: Chad joins us right now. Chad, welcome. <laughs> I to the know, and I'm not drunk either. I know. <laughs> Every time I'm on this set, I tend to be drunk. That is usually the way you do yeah. it. Yeah. No, I'm an, I hate it's to miss sad. it. You can't. You, you now there's a good. You have a good reason to not be here. Yes, that you're actually doing it on my 50th birthday. So what better um, way to celebrate?
0: I power agree, hour.
1: but I'm already going to be out of town. And when they mm. sent me the invitation for it, I looked for every possible way to get back in for your stupid show. <laughs> and here we are. So I'll, ha- I'll have to get drunk uh, elsewhere. Uh huh. In honor, you just think about you guys. I
0: did want to request a uh, either a, a call in or a, a video to submit. I bet we could do something.
1: So think about I, I that a little. I bet we could make that happen. I, I, honest to God, though, that's one of my favorite things I get to do <laughs> around here. And trust me, there's not a lot of favorites no. <laughs> that happen here. It's not like a petition for the favorite slot, but I do. <laughs> but appreciate at this it. point, you guys are just having power hour to be having power hours like Christmas. Let's just do it for a pagan holiday. Right. Why not? You know, <laughs> whatever festivus. Let's get hammered <laughs> yeah. for that. Let's do it. I love it. It's great. Uh-huh. So it is your fiftieth birthday on yeah, Friday. Fifty. December 9th. It's a big one. Fifty. I'm half a hundred. <laughs> I am half a hundred. And people keep saying, Are you gonna do anything special? No. On the 10th, we're gonna do a show in Spring, Texas, a uh, comedy show. That's mm-hmm. what I do. Yeah. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna that's gonna be my fiftieth birthday bash show down in Spring, Texas, at a place called Dosy Does an incredible venue. And I'm gonna tell stories never told before on stage. Really? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm going to record it just in case. I mean, you made 50 good years. Why not blow it all? Just blow it all after this. You know, in this day and age, you don't have to say much. No. Ask Kanye, which he said a lot. (laughs) He said a lot. He said a lot. He doubled down on the insanity. Yeah, yeah. So the Kanye thing's interesting
0: because, you know, look, he's always been unstable. I've been saying this forever. The man is insane. He's been insane since day one. He put the red hat on, and we might have agreed with him on abortion, but he was still insane overall, and he remains insane to this day. Yeah. But like, I think people want to believe he's having this this conversion, whether it's through faith or whether it's through politics or whatever. And, I, I you know, I, I don't I, I unfortunately the conversion is not all that positive.
1: So anybody that watches the show, you hear me talk about my definition of mental health. The way you measure mm. mental health is how well you grasp reality. Mm. He's way <laughs> off the reservation. That's an incredible definition of that. He's way off the reservation on that. Mm. He has no grasp of reality whatsoever. And there's no possible way that anyone who has lived a Kanye- West type of life is going to have a grasp on reality yeah. so he's already got that against him so whatever bipolar dysfunction is happening in his brain uh, yeah there, there's there's no question he's not having an epiphany he's not having an awakening there's none of that uh, that's going on and transpiring as I could see it and he really doubled down on the Alex Jones thing. I mean, that, there's no coming back from that. I don't so. think there is, right? There's, no, you can't. I mean, no. And go, I mean, I'm fine with that, honestly. But I, there is no coming back from saying you yeah, like Hitler. Yeah, you know, like two weeks ago, whatever <laughs> I put on Twitter that he was welcome to come on my show. Of course, that's me being me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I'm like, nah, never mind, forget it. Like, I'm like, yeah, I won't even ask you a that question. You say whatever you want to say. This was after he walked off a Tim Pool show, and I'm like, I won't even ask you a question. Just say what you want to say. Because I want to, I want to, I want to go into the inner recesses of your mind. Now, not so much. Yeah, it's it's a dark place. And I don't think there's anything darker from where he is. No. And I'm with you in that, like,
0: I, what would ra- I don't want to have everybody banned who say terrible things. Like, I want to know who they are. Mm. I want to know what they believe. You know, I, I think that's better for us to have that information, especially, and while it's still a joke, <laughs> candidacy, the man is running for president of the United States. He already ran once. And some we people will he, vote for him. Right. And we better know what he believes if he's running for president. Yeah. This is, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to try to to, to never hear from him. But like, there is a line here where, like, there's just nothing left
1: of value to hear. No, no, and you know he's built some reasonably certifiably insane people around him as well. Yes, um, <laughs> people I wouldn't want to be associated with. The Nick Fuentes comes to mind. I, yeah. You know that guy. He's he's way gone.
0: It seems like they're taking advantage of his fame. Uh, One would think, yeah, one uh, would think. They're not not going to be in the spotlight without Kanye West, and Kanye West gives them that path
1: to the spotlight. Yeah, and I'll talk about him because he's not here, Alex Stein. Uh, Alex Stein (laughs) had an opportunity to go meet with Kanye, and I said, don't do it. You're wasting a plane trip. Why are you going to go? He's going to get pissed off within the first 30 seconds you're there, and you're going to troll him anyway. Right. So what's the point? You're wasting right. a plane ticket. So if you see Alex Stein with uh, yay, that was against my better interest in judgment. Are, are you advising Alex Stein? Because he needs someone he to needs advise it. him. That's he definitely does not true. listen.
0: No, he does not listen. Um, I think it's interesting where you look at the the his history in that, like, here's a guy who – Runs out on stage with Taylor Swift and, like, takes over the whatever that was, the Oscars or the Grammys. Grammy, yeah. And ruins her moment in the Sun and is rewarded for that behavior. He goes off script at the Hurricane Katrina thing and says, George Bush doesn't care about black people. He's rewarded with that behavior from the left and all these. Mm -hmm. He's called a hero over and over and over again, a genius, all of these things. He marries a Kardashian. He goes to, he's a billionaire. He's an icon. Mm -hmm. All of this behavior this entire time even when it's been completely off the rails, has been rewarded over and over and over and over again, and I don't, like, does he seem does he feel invincible? I mean, his comments after this where he was saying, I can say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't get rid of me, that's somebody who thinks they're invincible and that's
1: somebody who's dangerous. Yeah, here's the problem we have when you get somebody that, as you said, an icon, somebody that gets to that level they get above accountability. They get above, they've never had any, to deal with any judgment because everything gets swept under the rug you just keep going. You can do all the crazy stuff in the world and trust me, the people in that world of the elites, they do some crazy stuff Mm -hmm. and and it just gets hidden, right? The Balenciaga thing, just typically it's swept under the rug. Uh, They've gotten away with it for so long, they think they can just say anything. They're untouchable at this point. But he's finding out, and hey, kudos to Taylor Swift for playing the long game. She's finally getting some vindication after, what, 15 years? Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah, she's won this one, I think. She's she finally got
1: the come around. Yeah, she, that.
0: she's going to take down Ticketmaster for not being able to sell <laughs> millions and millions of her tickets. Like, this is, uh, she's, she's definitely on the right side of that battle. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. You're, you're an icon in your own right. Uh, in my own mind. In your own mind.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm that's that's i have an only I am my only fan. <laughs> you're,
0: uh, you're 50 years old. It's very mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. What have
1: you What have you learned? In
0: this first 50
1: uh, <laughs> the first 50 uh i think that uh that all of us have our elements of crazy you know i wrote a book called am i crazy mm-hmm. if you haven't gotten to go get it i wrote a book called am i crazy uh and the answer is definitively yes uh, we <laughs> all are we're all somewhere on that insanity spectrum and we probably you know d- deserve some form of shock therapy but now we're just trying to balance out all the insanity right who's crazier than everybody else and um my thing is I just look at the world around us whether it's the government social media big media whatever they're trying to change reality so that people like me and you that have some common sense we look crazy mm. you know what i'm saying so to the degree that the the you know the mainstream tells you that this is the truth this is we're in a my truth your truth generation there's no longer objective truth it's a postmodern society everything is real if you make it that way in your mind so at the end of the day this is why they're going to line us up for the train cars one day <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, so we got back to the Holocaust. Well, 100%. Here. This is
1: 1984, George Orwell. I hold up my hand, Is okay. there five fingers mm-hmm. or six. The state says you better say there's are six. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, they've created that reality and we're the ones who have to adhere to it now. It's very problematic. We saw it and listen, we succumbed to it for two years during the pan- pandemic. Mm. I
0: mean, it, is it, it does feel like we're there, right? Like the Balenciaga thing is one thing where I guess there has been a little bit of outrage about that, but not what you'd expect. No. We're constantly told we have to say that women are men and men are women. We're told that I guess we're supposed to now approve of, yeah. of drag shows for kids. Like, right. you know, it's one, drag shows have been around for a while. I mean, you're in the entertainment industry. There's a lot yeah. of weird crap out there to, to, yeah. to, to entertain people. But when did it become a priority to read to children in drag? What, what is that? That's a totally new thing.
1: Yeah, that's a weird thing. That's a perfect example of something that's already gone on for a long time, but it's been in the shadows and in the secrets. Now they're bringing it out because, again, even that, quote, community has gotten above reproach and above accountability and nobody's going to correct them because if you do that, then you are a part of the hate, right? Right. So I just say my my standard now at 50 years old, like I've lived a long time. If I die tomorrow, I've done a lot of stuff in life. Um, I'm not gonna pet your unicorn. I'm just not, I don't, I'm not going to go find your Pokemon. I don't care (laughs) how much is in your bank account, how much you're trying to make the world believe you're successful by your outward appearance, what your girlfriend looks like, or what car you're driving. Stew with a Cadillac. But I, (laughs) that he waited for 16 months to get, but (laughs) I'm not going to pet your unicorn. I'm just, I'm done with all of that stuff. I'm going to call it the way I see it, you know, and uh, everybody knows it. Rachel Levine is a dude. Everybody knows it. They may not say it out loud, but everybody knows it. They do know it. And you know what? What I
0: think an important thing for all of us to realize is that the left knows it, too. They do. They all
1: know it. They all, they, in their hearts and minds, just, they, they, they have actually to keep, know it. They wouldn't have to keep justifying it. Yeah. They wouldn't have to keep telling you that I'm holding up six fingers. That's what, exactly what they do, though. And then you got the TikTokers that get on there and, oh, my God, I'm living this I'm living this hard life. I'm having to tell people what my gender is. No, I, we know what your gender is. You're trying to get us to pet your unicorn. And, and you, there's there's not one there. You're literally Harvey. (laughs) Harvey the rabbit is over your shoulder, and you're asking us to be okay with that. And we're not, because that's not reality.
0: Yeah, that's not. Now, you mentioned uh, outward appearance. You're
1: you're looking great these days. I've lost like 25 pounds. 25 pounds? What are you doing? What's the secret? No carbs. Pretty much carnivore, I'm the Uh, (laughs) anti-stew. I'm I'm, I'm living off of ribeyes. Sarah Gonzalez, because I go, God, my diet is so boring. She goes, imagine being so privileged uh, in America that you complain about eating ribeyes every day. Mm. (laughs) And I may have a heart attack here pretty soon. I don't know. But keto, paleo-ish, carnivore, kind of a mix of all of that stuff, but no carbs. For like six weeks now, really, just six weeks, and you'll like, how much? Six weeks, about 20, 25 pounds. Wow, just shy of twenty five pounds. That's incredible. It peeled off. There's a lot of me there.
0: Is this <laughs> is this one of those things? Uh, is this sustainable for you? Because it's got to be. It's got to be. because
1: I don't miss the carbs. I don't miss it. Um, I, I, I'm not going to stay where as strict as I am. I'm going to find a balance on that with some more paleo kind of stuff. And people are sick of me talking about this because nobody cares about your diet. But I think everybody me, cares I, Everybody cares about being a fat ass. No one well, wants to
0: be a fat ass. They want to find their path out of it. It's hard.
1: Well, I live with pain, right? Chronic pain, infl- inflammation in my elbows, arthritis, mm. gout in my ankles. And two days of eating like that, it was gone. So that for me was a conversion experience. That was mm. my Kanye moment. My <laughs> eyes were open. That just Don't have a Kanye moment, no, please. No, consuming fat uh, <laughs> just made me feel better. Yeah. And uh, it made a huge difference. So yeah, for me, it's going to be sustainable because I've lived with chronic pain for so long and people have seen me on my crutches. They've seen me hobbling around and trying to make it. And I'm not ready to slow down yet. So I feel better than I felt in years. I mean, I I no more, no more lethargy, no more, you know, dragging around and moping and stuff like that. We're about the, about the same age, few years difference. And I've entered that
0: part where I've realized that legitimately the dumb stereotype is true. Yeah. Every conversation I have with my friends now winds up being about like what pills I'm taking, what medicines I'm taking, how I'm eating. Like it all winds up being health. When did this start? Why does it have to happen? Like
1: I, like I can still at 50 I can still do all the things I used to do. I just have different results. Like. Um, <laughs> I can masturbate, but it gives me heartburn. You know, like that's a new. I didn't expect Why? That. Why you would know, that. I don't happen? know. That's not. You know, things are. There's just, no they, science behind. Things that. are falling apart. They're not quite falling off yet. And I don't know what what age we start breaking hips, but it's got to be soon. So I'm trying to be careful. It's got to be soon. Yeah,
0: it is soon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is uh,
1: this is probably a good reason. Let's, let's for sell you. my crap, Stu. Let's oh, let's yeah, do this. We're doing the Merchapalooza. Yes. I got, I got Big, Big Nick, Nick energy, energy right here for Christmas. Uh, you know, of course, Stu's going to tell you to buy his crap. You can still use promo code Chad twenty. I mean, it's not good mm-hmm. politics to come on to your show and use my promo code, but you win this thing all the time. Hey, no,
0: I, you, you got great merch, man. What is it, Big Nick Energy?
1: Show Big Nick Energy. Look great. at this thing. They, they came up with this deal. I tossed that over to him, and it, when I first read it, I said it looks like Big Nick Fuentes, and I was like, that's not gonna work. No, <laughs> no, no. Big Nick Energy. Look at Santa right there. No, we got some fun stuff. It's hard. I, mean, to I get... love doing this every year, though.
0: Yeah, no, we do a little merch war. You can do uh, what's it? Stu twenty, I Stu guess, 20. for my stuff. Yep. Stu does merch for my stuff, and do, do Chad on. Blaze. Chad Blaze.
1: You can't do There They were always like,
0: just say shop.blazemedia.com. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, no one's going to be able to go. Yeah.
1: No one's going to do that. No, I was doing, uh, you can still go to chadnude.com and subscribe <laughs> to the Blaze. Uh, yeah, that still works, but you can't put that on social media. They cancel it out. Apparently, that's against their whatever. Their really? fine print. You can't say chadnude.com. They'll, let,
0: they'll let Kanye go crazy, but they don't want chadnude. No, they don't can't want do that it. out there. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Chad, we're really going to miss you. I'm going to miss uh, being at, here. At the uh, Power. Next one, you'll you'll be uh, in. I'll never miss another one. Okay, all right. That's right. You've heard the promise right here. Chad Prather, <laughs> host of the Chad Prather Show, right here on Blaze TV. Make sure to uh, check out the podcast, of course, and subscribe and buy the Big Nick Energy. It's okay. <laughs> Even if you use Chad 20, I won't go it. You can
1: buy Big Nick Energy and still use Stu 20. Okay, either way. It's, it's a weird two.
0: connection, but yes. it, it's symbiotic. Make it work. You'll still get your 20% off. Chad, thanks for coming on, man. You know, buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do. I want to use the promo codes when you're in real estate transactions. Just be like, when you're signing, just put like Stu20 next to it and get 20% off the house. <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. I don't Why know. Not? Give it a whirl. Give it a shot. Maybe Chad20 will work. I don't know. Uh, generally speaking, though, of course, our homes are our biggest investment, and that's a lot of responsibility. You need a real estate agent that doesn't suck. You don't want the worst real estate agent in town just because you happen to be related to them or you met them in a coffee shop somewhere. Don't do that. Realestateagentsitrust.com. They're screened. They have the best results. Uh, the team has gone through all the people in your area and made sure they hire. They get the best people on this uh, site. So check it out. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. Give them some basic info, and they'll contact you to make an introduction to the best agent in your town. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Ah, he spent a glorious three- to six-month period as one of the most popular people on television. He was beloved by liberals everywhere. In fact, he almost, I mean, should he be the favorite to be president of the United States? I don't know. They wanted to run him for president, but now he's going to prison. Michael Avenatti is going to prison, sentenced to 14 years in prison for stealing millions of dollars from his clients. And he did such a terrible job that, like, I mean, he, just that should be enough to put him in prison. He was a really bad uh, attorney for all of his clients as well, but also was stealing millions of dollars. And people don't, gen- I, I, this is something I've noticed in the past, people don't generally like that. If you take millions of dollars that isn't yours, people don't generally like that. Now, I, I do have a story here that I don't think I'm going to be able to get to today about Maxine Waters and her review of uh, the FTX founder of Sam Bankman frieds interviews saying he was candid and thanked him for. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for talking in a bunch of web interviews and, and to The New York Times and, and to George Stephanopoulos and to random bloggers. We really appreciate you doing that. Uh, yeah, I know you, you stole a few billion dollars, but don't worry about that. Uh, we, we, come come hang out with Cong- in Congress. We'll, we'll treat you with the kick gloves that you deserve. I guess Maxine got a bunch of cash from him. I don't know. What's the reason for this? Anyway, uh, so anyway, it's not a uh, normally people don't like you stealing millions. Maybe they don't mind stealing billions. Maybe that's the rule. I don't know. By the way, we should also mention uh, Donald Trump, who put out this uh, this bizarre truth, I guess. Is it truth on Truth Social? uh, Put out this thing about how he said a massive fraud of this type, talking about his election defeat in 2020 and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations and articles, even those found in the Constitution. I mean, this is a rule I've had for a little while, you know, just like the rule of like don't sell don't people don't like you when you steal millions of dollars. This is another rule I have. I generally speaking, don't think we should terminate the Constitution. It's my own thing. I, I like I don't, you know, like the primary is gonna be the primary, what the primary is. People in Iowa and New Hampshire and South Carolina are gonna make all the decisions for the rest of us. Or in Texas, I have really no piece in the puzzle. To be uh, perfectly honest about it, so who knows what's going to happen uh, in the in the election? But it is probably probably important to make part of the consideration of who you vote for whether they want to terminate the constitution or not. Uh, just a, again a piece of advice. Now he is coming back today and saying, "No, that's not what I meant. I, I, I'm not going to terminate. It. That's lies from the media." I mean, I just read you a quote. That is what he said. I Look, like he's not the most precise speaker, so maybe that's not what he meant. But I, do, I will think, I don't know if he's if he's going to make his entire campaign about what happened in 2020, whether he's right or wrong about it. The bottom line is, I don't think that's going to win him this primary. And I, I, the sooner he realizes that, if you want Donald Trump to be president, I think the better. Because I just do not think this is going to serve him well in the primary. People, a lot of people in the primary voting audience with, agree with him on his points about 2020 but they don't wanna hear it anymore. I mean, we've, we've passed it, you know, fix the problem when you get in office, you know, come up with a plan to secure elections, that's all great, but if, if what this is going to be is constantly talking about 2020, I don't think it's a winning path for Donald Trump in the primary, we'll see what happens here in the next couple of, good God, years. GRIP 6 is a great company in Utah. Now, they make a bunch of different stuff. Uh, They make great socks. They make great wallets. And they make fashionable and customizable belts. These are minimalist. They're totally customizable. They they have, like, laser etched designs you can put on there, logos, flags, all sorts of cool stuff. You can make your belt your own. Also, uh, they have carbon fiber belts, so you're not setting off metal detectors at the airport. And this is a company that doesn't despise you. That's... (laughs) Isn't that a weird thing you have to say about a company? The company that would like you to spend your hard-earned money with them uh, does not despise you. Well, that's the truth, and that's the thing with Grip6. They're a small company in Utah, but they sell all over the world, and they source everything right here in America, and they love America. They love this country. Grip6.com slash stew is the place to go. See their whole lineup. See what you like. I I think you're really going to like this stuff, and uh, the wallets in particular. If you've never had a Grip6 wallet, you're really going to like it. It's a totally different approach to the wallet. It's just something cool. Uh, Check it out. See it for yourself. Grip6.com slash stew. Save 15% off if you use the code stew. Grip6.com slash stew. Get 15% off today with the promo code stew. So after 700 days of not playing, Deshaun Watson came back to the NFL this weekend. Had a tough, tough game. It was not pretty. I I will say, now look, he's off for almost two full years, so you wouldn't expect him to be at his most sharp, but it was pretty it looked pretty rough honestly uh, out there i'm sure he'll ab- improve uh, over time but the the browns now of course still won the game because they were playing the houston texans which are you know pretty much at this point automatic uh, it does not seem like they're actually trying to win games at this point uh, but they turned the ball over a bunch of times and the texans did lose 27 to 14 um, look there's going to be a lot of rust when you have this sort of situation uh, i think now my my understanding of this contract is it's fully guaranteed And $230 million for Deshaun Watson, which is incredible. $230 million, five years. I, first of all, need that contract. But secondly, he should just try to get thrown off the team and just collect the money at this point. He should have come out after the game and just be like, look, I was really rusty. I can't get any massages. I'm going to go get like five or six tonight. And we're going to see how that goes. Uh, And then I'm sure I'll feel much, much better next time. Just go down that route. Then you get thrown off the team. And then you don't have to work, and you still get the two hundred thirty million dollars. This Jeffy told me to say that. I promise. That's uh, that was a Jeffy Jeffy approach to employment. Um, but I will say, you know, it's interesting to see this happen because you give somebody two hundred thirty million dollars. You hope they don't look like you know really, really like maybe one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He's got so much talent. Eventually, I'm sure he'll be fine. But it was a rough, rough start for Deshaun Watson. Um, But you can take that massage line, uh, you take that for free. And uh, I'm sure sure the Cleveland Browns will appreciate it. This is probably controversial for a conservative to say on the air, but I think you should embrace CRT. Uh, Christmas Re-Education Training. Yes, go to christmasreeducationtraining.com and there you can get The app. You can celebrate it with the lovable, huggable Christmas hero, Santifa Claus. Yes, the combination of Santa Claus and Antifa. Available now at ChristmasReeducationTraining.com or at StuDoesMerch.com. Use the code Stu20, get 20% off all the stuff. They have the Santifa Claus stuff. They got all of it up there. Go pick up some stuff for the holidays. It's going to be great. StuDoesMerch.com. Code is Stu20. Also, StuDoesPowerHour.com. It's this Friday, only five days away from another power hour. Going to be a blast, and it's going to make my organs explode. So enjoy it.